one side. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio. Radio Talk. A few headlines for you today. Uh, AOC, um, that is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is in the uh, House, says that southern states are not red states. They're suppressed states, and we must liberate them to heal the United States. Yeah, pretty crazy (laughs) statement there. Um, The New York Times suggests wearing two masks instead of one might be helpful in stopping the spread of COVID-19. I thought that was something else. YouTube suspends President Trump's account. He is now locked out of every major social media platform. And the PBS staff attorney who said that Trump voters needed to have their children taken away and put in education camps has now been fired. So that's a good thing. Um, Yeah, so those are just a few of the headlines. Not a lot today. Uh, Most of what you're seeing is a lot of rancor back and forth between uh, two political parties that uh, seem to hate each other. Uh, I don't know if you saw a man from Georgia, and I know we got listeners up in Georgia, uh, but a uh, a man from Georgia. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Is he from Georgia? Yeah. Uh, his, a man from Georgia uh, who is named Georgia. <laughs> that's, wow. That's interesting. I think I think that, I don't know if that's a typo. Yeah, I call him Georgia. That's how his name is apparently Christopher Stanton, Georgia died from suicide gunshot wound to the chest after being arrested and arraigned um for being up at the capitol last week he was one of the guys up there and apparently he committed suicide was he out on bail then or uh yeah he pled not guilty and was released pending trial Mm. Uh, but um his family uh Describe, the police described the family as extremely de- de- distressed. Um, it was, um, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's a very hard time for our country. And how how are we as believers to respond? We we've been talking about that. We're going to continue talking about it this week and next. Um, one thing that's um, incredibly just to me, you know, and again. Not too much off on the political stuff, but the political theater that's going on in mm-hmm. D.C. right now is just – I think people are just over it. It's yeah. just, it's just you know, let's just go on, move on, uh, because they're, they're really so – people are so disingenuous. If you listen to any of the testimony of people, it's mocked outrage. Some of it may be there, but most of it's vendetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, vengeance people upset and they're just trying they don't like trump and we get it i get that i understand that you know yeah. trump you, you trump with trump most people either hate him or they love him you know yeah. there, there is no middle ground with him and a lot of the people on one side of the aisle up there um don't like him 
The other side tolerated him. Some liked him. A lot of people liked him because he just exposed the hypocrisy of what was going on up there. Mm-hmm. And he called people on stuff that most uh, people in the past didn't have the uh, backbone to do uh, or the or whatever you, the chutzpah, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And, uh, and so now they're going to vote to impeach him, which they can do, not because it's the right thing to do, but because they can do it. Do you, do you wonder, why, like, you know, eight days left or whatever in his presidency, why that is? I, it almost feels like it's a, an effort to make people more upset. Well, they're trying to marginalize. Well, here, here's what happens. Uh, if, you know, if people can be marginalized, then their message can be marginalized. Mm. And, you know, just purely let's step back uh, as best we can from speaking about anything from a spiritual perspective just for a second we i mean the everything is spiritual with god right yeah. but but just to step back as an observer um you know uh, mitch mcconnell who is the right now the the leader of the republican side of the senate if he disassociates himself from the people that were inspired by trump not the crazies i'm not talking about the fringe people, the extremists. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about your normal, everyday person who was glad that we were going to see some conservative Supreme Court justices and other judges that uh, legislation to enact uh, laws regarding immigration, those kind of things. The people that supported that, uh, if if the Republican Party says we don't want that kind of you know, stuff here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the narcissism and the arrogance. I'm talking about the policy stuff. They're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to do what a lot of the mainstream media couldn't figure out is they kept wondering why these people keep coming back. It's because people are tired of the political theater. They're tired of hypocrisy. They're tired of all this stuff. If, If you can say a lot of things about Trump, but what you can't say is you didn't get, what you saw mm-hmm. i mean what you saw is what you get all he does not show you one thing and do another like a lot of people up there do mm-hmm. and and i think a lot of people like that um and a lot of people i talk to tell me that they weren't looking to trump to be a pastor or a sunday school teacher they just wanted him to help christian causes or help christian values uh we're not probably going to get that with a biden administration mm. It's going to be very, very different as far as the way they view helping Christian causes. They're going to be much more. Well, he's already said uh, some of the things that he is going to do. One of the things is makes transgenderism a civil rights issue. Yeah. Which is insane mm-hmm. that you can say that you're a boy when you're really a girl or a girl when you're really a boy. When biology doesn't change and God's creative design gave your dna a certain marker and it makes you a male or a female and now they're going to try to take that off of different state documents now and other stuff so it's ludicrous what 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 people are doing yeah you can say what you want but to have other people affirm that is i mean yeah so that's so backwards and (laughs) against what this country has always stand for not to mention what um you know god's about which is truth um, so yeah, that's pretty, pretty bad. And he's also said, you know, he wants to defeat the NRA. Uh, so that's, 
Yeah, he said other things about going after the Second Amendment. As mm-hmm. you can see, there's they're going after the First Amendment right now. And I think a lot of people felt that Trump, you know, uh, he at least because there's a radical left that hates the Christian way of life. He at least uh, was taking some blows because they were so concerned with him. Then people worry about now. Well, hey, when Trump's gone, it's going to get turned uh, onto the average everyday person. And I think you're starting to see that. And he's not even out of office yet. Well, and one of the things that's very disturbing for a lot of people is who ever all the the hypocrisy of people calling for accountability for Donald Trump. Where were those calls for Barack Obama using the government to eavesdrop on citizens that's mm-hmm. illegal that is illegal i did that legally when i was in the government working for law enforcement mm-hmm. it requires a lot to do that and it requires knowledge of your superiors and to do it at the level that they were doing it it went to the white house mm-hmm. and there was no call for accountability there there was no call for accountability for hillary clinton when she had a server illegally uh, ignorant or not, it doesn't matter. It was still a violation of the law, and ignorance doesn't matter. There's no intent needed when you do stuff like that. There was nothing ever done. Andrew McCabe, director of the FBI, Peter Strzok in the FBI, all these people who abused power at the highest level, no accountability, no legal action taken against them. And that's just wrong on, on a lot of levels. And I think that's what a lot of people are upset about right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people are upset about the double standard. And, I mean, if you even look at the impeachment, um, the second round, it's it's predicated on that him um, asking questions about the election and the integrity of it was uh, incitement to, you know, to riot or to, to rebel against the state. But half the people who are in charge of the impeachment um, from the Democratic side – they objected to the election in 2017, you know, uh, after the 2016 election in 2017 when they went to certify the vote. So, I mean, a complete hi- hypocrisy on that point. And, you know, it's just uh, when you when your culture is at war and you pick political sides, you know, you're going to get people who do whatever it takes to get rid of the other side and, and have an integrity uh, sometimes gets in the way of that. And so they let their integrity go by the wayside yeah well they certainly have well listen i am real excited about our guest tomorrow uh on swat radio we are going to have a guy named david barton from wall builders oh you got him yeah yeah well god got him it was really cool that uh god got him uh to do it but uh david barton is an evangelical uh christian historian who um a lot of people have used this stuff and i want to really introduce him today so hopefully you'll tune in tomorrow but when we come back i want to talk about wall builders what they do uh, they do a lot uh, of telling what really happened not revisionist history mm-hmm. but actual history and the christian impact of it so when we come back we'll pick up on that all right we will be back with more after the break you are listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be right back If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. 
You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we were talking in the first segment a little bit about the news of the day, as we do uh, every first segment of the program. But at the very end, uh, Doug was talking about who is going to be on the program tomorrow, Thursday, and that is David Barton and me being a history major and a history (laughs) teacher. That's pretty big. I've read a lot of his stuff, Um, and so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't even know... Um, that uh, he uh, was described by uh, Newsmax as Ameri- one of America's top 100 most influential evangelicals, mm. and uh, Time Magazine named him one of America's 25. Mm. I mean, he is very well known. He's consulted with legislatures. Um, he he has a massive library um, of tens of thousands of original writings. Of yeah. founding fathers, yeah. founding era stuff. Um, and um, and that's really big. I mean, people don't really know this, but a lot of um, the histories that you read now um, are kind of historians rehashing what other historians have said about this person or, you know, three historians down the line. And not a lot of people go to the actual documents and the first person accounts. And David Barton um, has done a great job of that. He gets a lot of... Uh, um, Black because he's not a trained historian. He kind of picked it up uh, as he went, but every, he's never been, um, you know, he's he has a book called The Jefferson Lies that uh, came out talking about the lies of Thomas Jefferson. Great book. I would encourage you to read it. And no one, one person tried to refute him who was an education major. Uh, not any real historian had any problem with anything that he said. So he's sound and he goes back to those documents um, in those firsthand accounts to paint the picture and he does what historians are supposed to do and it's pretty cool well yeah and this is part listen you know i think i shared the other day one of my girls didn't know uh and granted it was on the spot but she she was questioning the first president and Mm -hmm. it was george washington and part of the problem is with our school system the education on history has been pretty much almost evaporated mm-hmm. or certainly revised in such a way that they talk more about things that really 
don't give you a good understanding of the unfolding of our country mm-hmm. and and the men and women who were behind that and what kind of men and women they are so much so that uh we have a very distorted view of people it's yeah. like you said it's based on somebody else's writings about what other people wrote mm-hmm. instead of actual research into the document now people go on google and they look at Google, yeah. and if Google says something, they take it at face value, well, then it must be right. Mm-hmm. There's no, um, what's it called, footnoting or, or really checking against sources. Well, even that. the footnotes are just leading to other articles with, you know, not, but they don't footnote to original sources, which is if you're not at the primary source, then, you know, there's a pro- there can be a problem there and an opportunity to have a bias uh, set into whatever you're talking about. So, Well, I know this. He has done exhaustive research, mm-hmm. and um, uh, he, he did a, a video years ago called America's Godly Heritage that was really impactful. Um, and he has been involved with several cases at the Supreme Court. He, the development of history and social study standards in Texas and California, of course, that's probably gone out the window mm-hmm. by now, um, and help produce textbooks uh, that are still used in, country, in, in cities across our country. So uh, I am real excited about having him on tomorrow, and hopefully you'll be able to tune in. That's David Barton. Uh, you can go to wallbuilders.com, W-A-L-L-Builders.com, and uh, get more information about his ministry. Wall Builders comes from Nehemiah mm-hmm. being sent back to build up yeah. uh, the wall there. So, And uh, I think also on wallbuilders.com, he has a, a large section of um, primary sources that have been uploaded online so that you can like go back and read Jefferson's letters and Adam's letters and stuff like that. So it's a good resource uh, if you're interested in history and getting the truth. Yeah, and you know, you... Um, you bring up a good important uh, an important point taylor is that a lot of people want to argue about or debate about people from history mm-hmm. and they've not researched it it's like people want to argue about the bible when they don't know the bible yeah you know mm-hmm. you, you, they want to sit there and 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 say you're wrong about what this says when they don't know the bible they don't know the context of the bible and so it's hard to have an argument with somebody apples to apples if they if you you're operating out of two uh, documents. Mm-hmm. And so if you've not researched uh, what the original document was, then you're very limited, I think, in your ability to argue against it, the information there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like to say it, it'd be like me just making a statement. But let's say somebody that doesn't know you at all making a statement about you because somebody else who does know you said something, but the person that they made the statement to doesn't know you. They don't know the context. They just overhear them mm-hmm. making a statement, and then they say that about you. And I would say, well, wait a minute. I know Taylor. Right. I know him personally. Yeah. That's not Taylor. That's not the Taylor I know. And unfortunately, our our schools and even our churches have dismissed a lot of historical stuff mm-hmm. that I think um, 
that is important for us to know because if you don't know history you're doomed to repeat it yep i think mm-hmm. and uh and that's so important too i think when you talk about the christian aspect of it because we in the church don't realize the the uh the christian principles and in fact specific bible verses that um were that influenced our constitution um and you know david barton does a good job in his series uh, uh video series i think it's the one you mentioned it might be another one of going over exactly what biblical verses uh correlated to sentences in the constitution and and that's something that we as the church have lost um and that that just gives a greater understanding of you know what the country was supposed to be about and what it was founded on yeah and you know um he he's got some really good resources on there uh too um he he has stuff on christopher columbus uh you know it's funny Mm -hmm. because even like in the case of christopher columbus everything that was written um basically around the 500th anniversary uh, of discovery of the new world and since then has been very negative about Christopher Columbus. Mm -hmm. But if you go back and you look at um, things that were written before that, like before, let's say 1950, Mm -hmm. it was all positive. Yeah. So we we have revised. It's not we've made moral judgments on things uh, and dismissed the value of discoveries. And pretty much, if you go back, he's been blamed for almost everything that's gone wrong over here. It's his fault because mm-hmm. of the way he did it when he came over. Yeah, and part of that is um, you're taking the accounts of people who are his enemies, like who are literally, in, you know, that they have uh, enmity between each other, and they're and you're taking that, and you're not taking any other sides, so that you're you're taking a skewed perspective through history. You know, when you're looking at sources, you've got to gauge that, and not a lot of people do anymore, mm-hmm. um, and so they. They look at that negative aspect that you're getting from people who don't like Columbus or wanted something from him to uh, generate an opinion rather than looking for more non-biased sources and taking a, to- a totality of what has happened. Um, and, and that happens with our founders, too, like Thomas Jefferson. Um, there, you know, there's a, like I said, in his book, Jefferson Lies, he, he lays out some of those that are it's a great book. I would encourage people to read that. Well, um yeah, there's just I'm I'm excited to have him come on and speak to what's yeah. happening right now, uh, asking him about the founding fathers, some of the justification mm-hmm. that they had, even some of the things you and I were talking about. I'd be yeah. curious to know how, has, how they would. He has another book. Sorry, I just That's remembered right. it. Uh, it's, it's about the the black patriots of the uh, revolution. Um, well, that I think that was the original book, but he has a book that's kind of like a um uh, talks about that and talks about the the uh black soldiers and the black leaders uh around the time of the revolution uh so that one was a good one for me to read because since you know 1919 those um influences uh that that black people had in the revolution haven't really been talked about and that's kind of directly related to Woodrow Wilson but that's getting off into a a tangent but you know for me as a mixed person it was really impactful and helpful to read and to realize that, you know, uh, black people had more to the story to add than just being slaves, you know? So. Well, I think he, he has spoken to quite a few issues, uh, in doing his historical research about the Tuskegee airmen mm-hmm. and black history and, um, stuff like that. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to have him on again. That's David Barton. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow. He is the founder of wall builders, 
and has a lot to offer historically. They've got some great resources there. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he partners with, uh, Glenn Beck. Um, and they have a, uh, if you have young, young kids, uh, kind of college age kids, I think that every summer they do, um, a, a course for people from like 18 to 25 to take in which they give you, let you see the actual historical documents and tell you, um, about the founding and using those documents as an example. So when you go back to college and you hear some of the lies, you're able to refute it and say, look, I've seen this exact document. So, might want to look into that too if you've got kids who are college age. Well, are, yeah, yeah, and if you're going to Texas, you can actually go out there and look at his historical documents. I mm-hmm. mean, he's got a vast library of them. You have to schedule the tour, but um, it's it'd be pretty amazing to go out there and, and see that. But yeah. yeah, he has he has certainly been a voice uh, for looking back at history and understanding the founding fathers on everything from prayer to uh, why they fought mm-hmm. in the and and you know that and so uh, in the American Revolution, so um, I, I I think he's going to be a great guest. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm excited. It was a kind of a short notice thing for him, but he agreed to do it, and I was thankful he'll be on. So that's tomorrow. We're going to have him, and you know one of the things he. Uh, he says is because um, God says that we should pray. It's important that we obey him and we ought to be praying for our leaders. Um, we ought to be praying for our, our, our president. We ought to be praying for our Congress. We ought to be praying for our senators. And, um, you know, God honors prayer and he, he wants us to be people who look to him. And, the thing is when we, a lot of times when we pray, we only pray for our desired outcome. Yeah. And it's okay to let God know our desires, but we ought to, when we intercede also mention that God, we, we want to serve you and we want, we want, we want to do your will as your will unfolds. And sometimes that that's, that's hard to do, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in light of what we're seeing today. But, uh, when we come back, we're going to look at, uh, Ezra and Ezra's prayer. All all right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. to SWAT Radio. That was Ren Collective with Rescuer. If you are just joining us, uh, we have been talking today a little bit about the news of the day in segment one. In segment two, we talked a little bit about um, our guest tomorrow, which is David Barton, so make sure you tune in for that. And we're going to be getting into uh, talking about uh, 
uh, the prayers of some of the prophets. But if you missed any of the program and would like to go back and listen, uh, you can visit www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store and you can uh, listen there as well. So uh, give it a, an hour, maybe, not even, depending. You know, our guy gets it up fast. So uh, if you want to go back and listen, you'll be able to do that, to be able to do that today. Um, you know, we talked a little bit yesterday about Ezra's prayer. Ezra was a teacher who led uh, the children of Israel out of Babylon when they were going in the second wave. They went out of Babylon in waves. Mm-hmm. They didn't all just go at once. And there's a couple of prayers that he prays there, or a couple of things he says that I think are interesting. And yesterday, I do think we read from Ezra 9 yesterday, where he says, I'm ashamed, I blush to lift my face to you, my God, for our iniquities. This is Ezra 9, verse 6. And he says, um, from the days of our fathers to this day, we've been in great guilt. And for our iniquities, we, our kings and our priests, have been given into the hand of the kings of the lands to the sword, to captivity, to plunder, to utter shame as it is today. But now, for a brief moment, favor has been shown by the Lord our God to leave us a remnant and to give us a secure hold within its holy place, his holy place, that our God may brighten our eyes and grant us a little reviving in our slavery. For we are slaves, yet our God has not forsaken us in our slavery, but has extended to us his steadfast love before the kings of Persia to grant us some reviving, to set up the house of our God, to repair its ruins. And, you know, if God gives us a reprieve, it's to repair the ruins of our temple. And we are the temple, Mm -hmm. and we talked a little bit about that yesterday. And what had happened specifically is when Israel left Babylon with the first group that went with Nehemiah, they go back. And pretty soon they're intermarrying again, bringing in foreign idols. Because when you marry somebody from another culture and they bring their idols into your family, a lot of times the children of Israel would just, until um, shortly after that, but they were still in the phase where they were intermarrying and they were told not to. Mm -hmm. And it's intermarrying somebody who hasn't, like, converted to Judaism, right? Because, you know, Rahab was technically... A foreigner, but she came into the the, the exactly. Yeah. They were foreigners of the land, is mm-hmm. what it said. They were um, foreign women from the peoples of the land, from those people. And the thing that made that wrong, there were two reasons. One, uh, those people were pagans who did not have a relationship with the Most High God, and God told them specifically not to do it. Yeah. I mean, the moment God says not to do something, it's wrong. Right. That's why homosexuality is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not his design. It has nothing to do with what I think, what you think. It's right. what God says in his word. And so it's wrong. And, you, and, and every country in the world can say it's right. But if God's word says it's wrong, then it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when you look at what happened, they go back and they start compromising and disobeying God, and Ezra's distraught. He has this humble heart. And notice he's not pointing at others. He's talking about himself. Yeah. 
And he was a teacher. And, um, you know, Ezra, if you go read over in Nehemiah, uh, which is right after Ezra, by the way, um, and it talks about, um, you know, what Nehemiah did. I think, is it Nehemiah that I'm thinking about where he talks about or is it earlier in Ezra? I'm a little, uh, no, it's when Ezra read the law over in Ezra or Nehemiah 8. We're talking about Ezra that was the guy that had the passion for the law. And and it says in Nehemiah chapter 8, all the people gathered as one into the square. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra, Ezra the priest, brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and the women and all who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law from morning to noon. And he stood on a platform that they had made for this purpose. And he opened the book in the sight of the people, verse five. And as he opened it, all the people stood and he blessed the Lord, the great God. And the people answered, amen, amen. They didn't say amen and a women like that guy. <laughs> they said amen and amen because that's a saying that means so be it. it. has nothing to do with gender. Lifting up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. They read from the book of law down in verse 8 from the law of God clearly and they gave the meaning so that the people understood, understood the reading. This is why it's so important for us. He exposited God's word. He didn't just read it. He explained it for the people. Started in the morning, went to noon. When's the last time you were at one of those studies? <laughs> you ever been in a study where somebody did that? Start in the morning and go to noon? I don't think so. No. I don't think many of us have. Yeah. They did that day. They wanted to know the law. They wanted to know God's word. And when I say the law, I'm referring to the word, not just the legal mm-hmm. things God told them to do or the the civil. He, he, the law usually referred when, in Psalm 19 when it says the law of the Lord is perfect. It's talking about his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. It's talking about God's word. God's word was an integral part of the temple being repaired because the temple was not just about gathering as, as God's people. It was about gathering to have the word read, explained, and uh, people coming to meet with God yeah. as a group. And we have squandered that in this country, the freedoms we've had. We've got churches on every street corner. We've got churches that have been inhabited that are now no longer inhabited that have been repurposed for other things. I've heard of some places that are even uh, repurposing churches for mosques. They're changing Mm -hmm. them because the church in America is shrinking. It's dying. Uh, And there's going to be a remnant, I believe. But the question is, what are we going to do? Are we going to stand for Christ? I mean, I I think there's a lot of people that want to stand against hypocrisy. They want to stand against um, what they perceive as injustice. All that's good, but what are you standing for? 
What are you standing for? Are you standing for Jesus? Are you standing for God and his word? Are you really standing for him? Do you do you promote him? Do people hear an advocate for the Most High God when you speak or when you talk or when you live your life? The interesting thing, remember Monday when I read about Jeremiah from Jeremiah 9, that his instruction to the people as they went back was just do what people do. You know, grow your crops, reproduce children, have families, and pray for the peace or the you know the um, the welfare of the city where you are. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people are head scratching right now and wondering what to do. When do we rise up? When do we put it? When when do we stop what we see that we don't like? Well, we can't. Only God can stop that stuff. But listen, and I have to remind myself, I don't know if you you do, maybe you've got a better handle on it than me, but I have to remind myself that, you know, people who are doing bad things aren't getting away with it. Mm. Yeah. Our God is an Avenger. Mm-hmm. He's the original Avenger, by the way. <laughs> Just a little inside joke to Taylor. Um, you know, God, our God is an avenger, it says in First Thessalonians chapter 4. And so people that think they get away, I quoted this, I think, Monday. Remember the story of the king who lost his toes? They cut off his toes and his thumbs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it says, he says from his own lips, I did that to 70 other leaders. Mm-hmm. And he probably thought after he did each one, he did it because he had the power to do it, but he ended up having it done to him. And I, cause I look at that, I'm going, why did they cut off his thumbs and his fingers? And you read why, because you don't get away from God's justice. You don't get, you get, you may fool men and you may pose to men and not be able to, you know, have to deal with men's consequences, but God's consequences uh, are, are much tougher yeah. than man's in fact i told my kids sometimes i used to get frustrated with my older kids when they were teenagers and young adults and you know you get to that stage where you think that you know more than your parents and you think <laughs> you're smarter than they are and, and as parents you get really frustrated with that and i remember telling my kids you know what i'm just going to pray that god would deal with your sin because mm. you you may be fooling me and you can fool me but you can't fool him. His his discipline's a lot tougher than mine, so I'm just going to pray his discipline on you. Now, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary, and that's a loving thing because we want discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want an undisciplined football team? No. They're terrible. Yeah, They can't ever get anything done, so we want discipline in our life. So it's not wrong to pray for God's discipline on, on you, on your family, and... Uh, because what you're saying is God disciplines those he loves, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So uh, anyway. All right. Stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain that is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, talking about their prayers and talking about um, uh, uh, Ezra reading the law to the people after they come back from uh, uh, Babylon. Excuse me. And we talked about that. We talked a little bit uh, about the news of the day as well. So if you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. You know, I was reading in Ezra. uh, We've been talking about Ezra as a teacher Mm -hmm. and expositor, but also his prayer of humility. And one of the things that uh, this phrase occurs uh, several times uh, in the book of Ezra and specifically six times before he prayed, like he prayed in chapter nine, it says, for the hand of the Lord, my God was on me Mm. by the good hand of God on us. The hand of our God is for good on us, on all who seek him. The hand of our God was on us. There, just that statement that he's writing about and saying that he knew God had their back. God's hand was there. And something interesting happened, you know, when he prayed and he was, uh, he was at one point uh, asked, you know, he, he asked the people to pray because he said he was ashamed to go back to the king and ask the king for troops for support. Mm. Um, and because he asked the people, said, listen, we, he called for a fast, I believe, because he wanted people to go under the power of the Lord because he had told the, the king about how great God is and that they wanted to go. And now to go and ask the king for help mm. to send troops to protect them 
would be to diminish the power of God. And um, it was on in chapter 8, right before he prayed what he prayed, he says, I proclaim a fast there at the river Ahava that we might humbly we might humble ourselves before God to seek from him a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and our good. For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way, since we had told him the hand of God is for good on all who seek him, and the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and implored our God for this, and he listened to our prayer. I mean... Think about that for a second. He's calling a fast for people because they have a dilemma. Their dilemma is they got to go from where they are in Babylon all the way back to Jerusalem. That was quite a journey, actually. Yeah. And back in those days, you could be overrun by robbers really quick or people that would do you harm. And he said, no, we're going to pray to God. And we're just going to ask God to be our protection because he was ashamed to go to the king because he had been bragging on God. Yeah. And I think now is a good time for us to fast and pray. Now is a good time for us to intercede to God on behalf of our country and to ask God to protect us and to uh, give us wisdom about how we proceed. How do we move forward? And I'm really anxious tomorrow to hear uh, David Barton talk about how our founding fathers wrestled because, you know, a lot of our founding fathers have been thrown under the bus Mm -hmm. because of uh, they held slaves, which, you know, um, slavery's wrong. We know it's wrong. Um, There were a lot of uh, illicit slavery things that happened a lot of bad stuff that happened with slavery it was awful um but a lot of our founding fathers also um felt like they were to treat their slaves because it was a common practice of people back then i'm not justifying it but they felt like they were to treat them like um employees or like uh people i'm not saying they all did but but, you know, I'm anxious to hear him talk about that. I'm going to ask him about that tomorrow because today all you hear is the revisionist stuff mm-hmm. as they talked about it. And I'm anxious to talk to him, a historian who has read a lot of original documents, to know how they really viewed those things from a biblical perspective. How did they deal with it back then? Because I don't know too many people that have spoken on it because it's such a lightning bolt topic. I mean, like, if you start talking about it, people get really upset really quick. If you, even if you don't mean anything by what you say, you say the wrong thing. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like Trump. I mean, you talk about slavery, you talk about Trump, you talk about the election. A lot of those things, even if you just have an opinion, and maybe you're ill-informed, maybe you're not, but you don't mean anything bad, but you just based upon what you've read or what you know, you have this view, and somebody else has something else, and all of a sudden you're written off for any of those topics and other things too. Yeah, and it, and that's something that's uh, unfortunate because, you know, if you do have a view that maybe 
uh, doesn't grasp a full picture, uh, it's better than, you know, rather than getting upset and, uh, you know, storming off and cutting off relationships, it's better to, you know, walk through, hey, look, this is what you're missing uh, in this area, and this is how uh, you may, you know, some things you might want to think about. Um, But instead, a lot of times we're really we're willing just to cut ties uh, with one another. And especially as Christians, that's not a good thing to do. It's better to um, talk to your brother and uh, and help him see kind of maybe a more uh, nuanced or full picture of something rather than just say, oh, no, I'm done and ending relationship. Because like we said, we're going into a time where the church, I believe, is going to be persecuted. And so we need to stand together whether we. Uh, agree on everything or or not as long as we are holding to orthodoxy as far as who jesus is and um what he's done for us yeah well you know i I was just thinking about the whole issue of slavery you know at least in biblical days there were there were two types of slaves there were debt debtor slaves that they owed a debt they couldn't pay so they were basically taken in or sold Mm -hmm. to pay the debt that they owed when they borrowed money they couldn't pay or there were slaves from battle yeah a country would go in they would conquer another nation and they would make them woodcutters and water carriers Mm -hmm. or they would make them slaves because they conquered that country and instead of killing them they just made them their servants rome did that a lot, you know, a lot of countries did that. Yeah, and I think for we have an American connotation of slavery, which which is chattel slavery, which means that you know your your parents are probably slaves, you're a slave, your children are going to be a slave. But ancestral uh, ancient slavery, especially in Roman times, was a little bit different. It's like what more what you're talking about, where um, you're not your children aren't destined to slavery uh, just because of the fact that you were a slave and you had a lot more rights and stuff like that. So there's a difference in the types of slavery. Um, when you talk about that, I think, you know, um, obviously Israel, they had chat, they were chattel slaves of the Egyptians, but, uh, there's, there's different nuances that I th- don't think people understand. Cause when we say the, the term slavery, we think of what we have here in America where ancient slavery was quite different. And so when people, I think a lot of times they'll go at the Bible and say, Oh, well, you know, they didn't, Condemned. Well, they, it promoted slavery. Yeah, they will which, even say that. Yeah, you know? which is not the case. Um, but they're also misinformed as far as you know what they're talking about. When we ancient slavery, we we would consider a little bit closer to indentured servitude rather than what we think of slavery here in uh, America. What yeah. about Israel when they were in Egypt? That's what I'm saying. They they were chattel slaves yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah, and and that was pretty bad, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. God delivered them. Didn't yeah, he, mm-hmm. he delivered yeah. them from that, and. Um, you know, when you think about, um, and in fact, Passover, the reason they celebrate Passover is because of that, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, when you when you look at the chattel slaves, at least with with Africa, and the way, are are you very familiar with it? Have you read widely on the whole subject of how that started, how how they got here in mm-hmm. America? Well, actually, it's interesting, you know, that there's a lot of talk of the 1619 Project. I know we don't have a, a ton of time, but there was a, a group of slaves that were brought over to uh, the New World, uh, to the Jamestown Colony. And, and in fact, when they were dropped off in uh, America, they instantly became indentured servants and were able to work off their freedom and become free. But uh, slavery in America, uh, as far as based on race, evolved over 
a number of years to eventually um, become what it is uh, now. And Anthony Johnson, um, unfortunately, has the name of my dad, was a black man who actually sued to keep someone a slave who happened to be another black man for life. And he was actually the first slave owner um, as we know of it today. So wait, the, wait, so so uh, it was a black man who sued to have another black man be a slave? Yeah. Uh-huh. And there were, there had been uh, a buildup as far as laws to kind of lead up to that point, but that was actually the first uh, time that the court said that this person was going to be a slave for life because he was such a uh, useless slave um, or uh, indentured servant. So, uh, yeah, so there's a long uh, buildup, and then obviously – uh, how the Europeans got their slaves, I think, is probably what you're uh, were alluding to. Um, how uh, it was other uh, Africans who were um, selling uh, people they'd captured for money. Uh, so yeah, there, there's just a it's it's a, a more nuanced picture. There's a lot more into it, um, but you know, slavery was wrong, and I think that uh, when we get to up closer to the revolution or the uh, excuse me, the Civil War, um, the the view that the abolitionists came to which was that slavery not only dehumanizes the slave but it dehumanizes the master mm-hmm. and i think that's a you know an important thing to realize and that we over you know centuries over all of human history we finally got to that point um and had to fight a war to make sure that slavery was uh, at least on the books outlawed in the united states because we know that there's still uh many slaves uh sexual slaves obviously here in America today that we uh, have yet to breathe. So yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I well, th- I think it's it, it it's you know it's it's worth talking about and having discussion because, like you said, there's lots of different views. You know, and we've sullied the name slave because of the the bad things that have happened. But we are to be slaves to Christ, mm-hmm. not out of obligation, but out of love for him and what he's done for us and so um he freed us from our debt so that we could be yeah in, uh, we could be bonds yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh unfortunately we I know, we're we out go. of time but i would love to talk about that more um you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week That's and would right. like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening...